Hey, boys and girls, <laughs> whoever's listening. <laughs> this is what happens when I'm unsupervised. My name's Paul. This is tipi- Tipsy Tipsy Theology. I swear I haven't had anything yet. <laughs> You're going to have to believe me on that. That's the thing that Trey and I always said. It was kind of funny about our show is that um, it was like a reverse effect. We sounded more sober the more we drank and vice versa. <laughs> I always feel like at the beginning of the episode because I'm kind of excited and I've got a lot going, like I'm a lot to say and I'm very excited to say all those things and really get into it that I just start stumbling over my words and like slurring sentences together and uh, I sound like I'm drunk, so... I'm not. At least not yet. <laughs> well, anyway, I had full intention of starting this episode very, like, uh, serious and focused. Because <laughs> I'm sure you saw the title of it and you're like, what the heck is going on? This is not tipsy theology. This is over the hill theology. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Let's get into it. I'll say, if you do hear some jingling, jangling in the background, I just got a cat. His name is Edgar. Yeah, that's his name. And he's super cool. I, I looked at him. I held him up, and I was just looking at him and like, you look like an Edgar. <laughs> he's gray with, like, this white spot um, under his under his chin and kind of on his chest. But he got, like, a little, like, white mustache. Uh, it's kind of it's super cute. He's so, so cute. Um, but his name's Edgar. And he's he likes to I'm at my desk right now and he, he likes to lay on my chest while I'm working, um, and so it's pretty cute and he pur- purrs super loud. Oh, well, you didn't <laughs> you didn't have you didn't listen to this podcast just to hear me talk about my cat. <laughs> you came to hear about the problem. We have a problem, Houston. We have a problem, and he's called God. But first, or technically third, <laughs> what are we drinking today? What am I drinking today? You can drink it too. If uh, if you have it, great, go grab it. If you don't, pause, go buy it, come back. Let's drink it together because I don't want to condone drinking in the car. I don't want to condone it. <laughs> it's terrible. Anyway, I'm drinking Green Spot. Green Spot. Um, Green Scott, it, Green Scott, I swear I'm not drunk, (laughs) Green Spot, it's, honestly, it's a beautiful whiskey, it's a beautiful bottle, and it's Irish, my potato roots smile when I enjoy something from the Green Ancestors, (laughs) I joke, I joke, because, you know, although, um, you know, when people do, like, the whole, like, 23andMe kind of stuff, and they see their DNA stuff, um, I've never done it, but my uncle did it, and uh, he's Irish, so I guess I must be too. Um, but you know, just enough for it to still be offensive. <laughs> just the perfect amount. <laughs> Either way, um, you know, I wanna, I want to take a little dive into this. And can I say first, this, this, can I say first? I, I have no right to say that <laughs> this far into the episode. <laughs> Um, I'm sorry because I didn't do an episode in December and I know I said on the, on the episode of November, I was going to try to do at least one every month. I got called out today. Shout out to you, David. I got called out, (laughs) but here I am coming in. We're starting with the new year and we're going, we're going into it. Uh, I will say, cause I'm, I'm wanting to put some more study into this. Um, I realize how much that I miss having guests on here and Trey, because uh, it's not up to me to just kind of fill all this space uh, with my own research and everything. Um, yeah, because I'm not very smart, so I have to research this stuff, <laughs> and then I just fill in the rest with my mindless rants. So that's why that's why you're here. That's why you're here. But thank you um, for your patience, and I promise you, promise, pinky promise, my pinky is out. The shake on it that I will do at least one every month going forward. Um, now that I'm back into my study routine of preparing for these and I've got an idea of where I'd like to go, we've got a good baseline. we got a good baseline. And uh, we're going to go from there. Anyway, 
We're drinking Green Spot. <laughs> Hopefully by now you've had enough time to drive to the store <laughs> and grab some. Um, yeah, it's amazing. So um, let me tell you a little bit about it here. I'm pulling my notes up. I wrote some stuff down. I went to their website and grabbed a lot of this. Um, so they're not they're not a sponsor. I wish, you know what would be great is um, a perfect sponsorship is for all of these whiskeys to sponsor me. Give me money to, to review your stuff and talk about it a little bit. Um, yeah, just a thought. Just a thought, throwing it out there. <laughs> anyway, uh, Green Spot is part of a collection by Spot Whiskeys. And Green Spot in particular was originally produced exclusively exclusively for the Mitchell family. I'm guessing that's the people that make this. I'm looking at the bottle itself, and it does say Mitchell and Son. So there's only one son. <laughs> this is going to be short-lived. <laughs> you should have an S there. So we know there's longevity in this. Unless they want to create scarcity. That's a that's a marketing tactic there. Good job on you, Mitchell. Um, The Mitchell family. The Mitchell family. So I guess there's more than one son. Maybe it's all girls. Maybe It should say Mitchell and daughters then. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not this guy's family. He's obviously doing well. <laughs> The Mitchell family expanded into whiskey bonding in 1887. I believe before this, I didn't write it down. I think they were doing like baked goods <laughs> or something like that. It wasn't whiskey. And then they suddenly got into it. They're just like, yeah, we want to make whiskey now. Uh, in 1887, that was before I was born. Uh, whereby, <laughs> whereby, I, you know I don't say that. I didn't write that. <laughs> They sent they sent empty wine, sherry, and port casks to the local Jameson Distillery. Jameson Whiskey, one of my faves. Cheers to you, Jameson. <laughs> um, which were filled and returned to the Mitchell's cellar warehouse. Um, so there the whiskeys matured for many years under bond until uh, they were ready to be bottled and sold. So basically, we're drinking some... Crusty Jameson. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> They're like, hey, got any Jameson? Let's just let it sit longer. <laughs> but... That's why we like alcohol, because someone has the patience to let it sit for a while. And it tastes good. It tastes good. So the Mitchell family matured the stale Jameson... <laughs> ...in their own warehouses. And during this process of filling the casks from year to year, they actually they put a color on the casks. This is actually really cool. So if you look at, there's, this is how you know it's a fancy whiskey. Because not only do you get the bottle, but you get a little case for the bottle. It's, I feel like a baller every time I buy those ones. And you know what I'm talking about. When you go to the liquor store, and you're like, yeah, I can just buy this bottle. Or you're like, I can buy this bottle, but it also comes with a case. <laughs> That's how you know you're doing well. <laughs> but anyway, on the bottle itself, it has a green spot, obviously, a big spot. Same thing with the cork on the top. It's got a little spot on there. But the same thing for this, you see um, on the little carrying case you get with it, the little holster for the bottle. Um, there's uh, like a cask with, um, or a barrel with um, a green spot on it. It's pretty cool. But apparently there were like different spots. Like there was like color coding. Because I know they have other ones. As part of a collection, there's like red, yellow, um, other colors. <laughs> um, and so the legend goes that of all the spotted whiskeys, the green ones were the best. And although now there are other spotted whiskeys, which I would love to try, the legend kind of sets them up to fail. <laughs> if they're like, yeah, we have all these whiskeys, but the green ones, those are the best ones. But here, buy the red one, too. <laughs> it's like, uh, that one sounds not as good. But, uh, yeah, so that's that. That's the whiskey. <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, well, that's some history behind it. Um, but, yeah, let's... Go ahead and give it a try. Um, so actually, what I did, this was fun. I want to start doing this going forward, I think, too. I am not a... Uh, my palate is not up to the standard of a professional. Let's say it that way. <laughs> are they sommeliers, or is that just for wine? Are you just a connoisseur, or are you a, a snob if you like whiskey? I don't know. I don't know the technical <laughs> terms. <laughs> 
Either way, let's let me see if I can open this and make it make, make it give it make it a sound. I hope you heard that. <laughs> um, sorry if you're hearing that little bump. I'm moving the mic back and forth a little bit. Um, so basically, there is the nose and then the taste. So the nose is obviously what you smell. And let's see. So I'm gonna see what I smell and see how it compares to the what they describe it as. So let's give a little sniff, sniff. Okay. Hmm. Oh, you know what? Actually, it smells appley. I do get that smell of like an apple. Um. Yeah, that's that's the only thing I get. It smells like apples. It's a little sweet. <sighs> yeah, that's it. I, it smells like an apple orchard. That's all I can tell you. <laughs> that's all I'm getting. That's all I'm getting. Um, so let's see what they said. Uh, nose. Fresh aromatic oils. I did not smell... What are aromatic oils? Is that like essential oils? Is that what those are? Um, like magnesium or whatever they call them. <laughs> the lilies of the field. Um, I don't know. It's not... I'm guessing it's not olive oil. <laughs> that would be funny, though. <laughs> and spices. So, or aromatic oils and spices with orchard fruits. Orchard fruits. That's probably the apple part that I'm smelling. And barley. Didn't smell that at all. On a background of toasted wood. <laughs> I just imagine that it's like, yeah, let's cut a few slices of oak. <laughs> Or toasted wood and just put it in the toaster for a minute. They're just like cutting some like a loaf of bread. Um, that's probably not what they mean. But I do not get toasted wood. I don't smell that at all. I don't smell barley either. So clearly I'm... Hold on, the background of it. I'm only smelling the foreground. I'm not a background smeller. Um, okay, so clearly I'm not a sommelier. Uh, so let's go for the taste. <laughs> Here we go. Mm -mm -mm. Okay, I actually, when I taste it, it does have that little bit of like a spice. Not like a peppery thing. Because I feel like a lot of them can have like a little peppery, like a little kind of hit. This one doesn't have that. Um, I don't know what the spices are. Let's say allspice. <laughs> it's allspice. Uh, I do get, a, it's like a little bit sweet. Not a lot. It's it's very subtle. It's like a little sweet. You can kind of taste the, like the little apple sweet, kind of like citrusy. Would you call an apple citrusy? I don't know. Whatever you call an apple, that's what I get. Whatever juices you'd extract. That's all I got for you. That's all I got. So let's see the taste. And if you're having fun with this, let me know. I'm having a lot of fun with this, and it kind of kind of leads us in. Man, we're 13 minutes in here, and I've just been talking about sniffing and tasting. So they said, full body, full spice body, full spice. I'm guessing that's the allspice that I was tasting. <laughs> a hint of cloves along with, I can't taste a hint. I need it to punch me in the face. <laughs> along with the fruity sweetness of green apples. That's what I did, yeah. I promise I didn't read this beforehand. I'm just going off the old tasty taste. Um, rounded off with toasted oak. That's that wood we were they were smelling earlier. <laughs> I don't taste oak. I don't lick trees. I don't know what they taste like. Uh, followed by lingering flavors of spices and barley. Maybe I don't know what barley tastes like or smells like either. I feel like I do, but I'm not getting it. Yeah, I do get a lingering flavor of spice. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. Well, anyway... It's a. I really like it. It's a great whiskey. Uh, if you have not tried it, I recommend you give it a try. Um, yeah, yeah. And as always, you know, everything I feel like is up to. In this case, is like what you like, what you don't like. Some people are gonna love it. Some people are gonna hate it. Some people are like it. Meh. But anyway, I like it. Well, let's jump back into this. With all that said, <laughs> and like fifteen minutes later, <laughs> this is how I fill time. This is how I fill it. Uh, we have a problem. So, I know last time I, I, I was talking about, I want to really focus on the concept of, like, who is God? Let's start at the foundation. Let's build a foundation and build it up from there as we continue into these other other um, areas. And one of the big reasons for that, because, you know, it is the basics. 
And some people are like, oh, the basics. I'm like, that's cool. That's good. Uh, you know, if you, I, for me, if I, anything I've ever learned, you want to, you get through the basics as fast as you can because you're like, these are so boring. Um, you know, even with music, if you guys are musicians, you think about like your scales or your fingering, those kind of things, and you're, or counting even, and you're like, boring. <laughs> when can I play Stairway to Heaven? <laughs> And the more you play, at least for me, I find the more and more I go back to the basics. And I go back to like, what is, like, how do, like, I need to practice this scale. I need to work on my fingering. I need to practice to a metronome. When before I was bored out of my mind, I couldn't stand that idea. But I'm like, hey, let's, I need to go back and revisit those because of how core and foundational they are to learn anything beyond that. And so the same thing here with um, with this basic of theology, you know, it's the study of God. So who is God? <laughs> Let's start there. Let's revisit that. So that way we can be um, com- confident and comfortable in our pursuit of these other areas and how they relate to who God is. Now, I'm biased. I'll say that. I definitely have my biases. Biases? Biasay? <laughs> I have some bias, many multiple bias, and um, I'm I'm tr- I'm gonna try as best I can to avoid those, obviously, uh, for the sake of what, like, <laughs> of the actual truth behind it, because um, that's what I care about more than what my opinion is, what other people's opinion is. That's what we should care about first and foremost, is away from what we want it to be, what we think it should be, what is it? And I think that's very important when it comes to God because as I'm sure I'm going to say further in some of my notes here is, you know, when, when we think about our place and who God is, like that is such a dramatic difference. And for us to think we can figure him out is just foolishness. (laughs) It's like how... Yeah, I, I, when we think about this, it's like it is kind of like a foolhardy endeavor to think we're going to come to a, a final conclusion and have it all figured out because we won't. Um, because God is so much greater than our, our minds are. And we can only do the best that we can with what we have. And so, but let's take it back. Let's take it back. So it just the concept of it. And I think that alone starts us with the basis of like that is a potential when i say problem i'm gonna i'm gonna just attack the clickbait here <laughs> when i say a prop the problem with god or the god problem um it's not that he has a problem <laughs> but it's the fact that we have a problem the fact that he exists or the concept of him exists and why is that a problem because we have to deal with it um whether you believe believe in God, you dismiss it entirely, or you're like on the fence about it, or you do believe in him. The fact is that the fact that that concept is, um, has been prevalent and is prevalent is something that we have to consider and we have to figure out. Um, because I, I, I would say, and I think anyone would probably, hopefully anyone would agree with this. Some people might fight me on it. <laughs> um, that, I think everyone believes in a higher power. And what do I mean by that is if you, (laughs) there are people that believe like higher power outside of us. That's, I think that's what people tend to think. But if you don't believe there is one, that means you think that you are. Does that make sense? I love I'm asking that like you would respond to me right now. (laughs) Um, When we, when in an absence of something bigger than us, we are the bigger thing. And so that's, when it comes to the concept of God, that's where we have to land, is that when we say there is no God, we're saying there is no God outside of us. And so I, th- I think the majority of people listening to this podcast believe in a God outside of them. Um, and so for the sake of that, I'm going to say God in terms of who we'd think of, God, capital G, Yahweh of the Bible. That's where I'm going forward with this. <laughs> There's obviously a lot of different ideas, 
But those ones, for the sake of this episode, I'm not con- I'm not concerned with that. I'm more concerned with who is the God of Scripture. Um, and so here's here's where we can start with our problems. Then is because there are there are people that don't like a lot of the ideas or passages in Scripture. Um, and so are they, you know, they deny scripture entirely. Um, we had an episode about that too. And so, um, I have to ask a question and that is, is that, um, dismissal or like denial of some passages of scripture? Is that based on who God is or is that based on what someone told you he is like? And I say that based on the interpretation of scripture. Because that's where it gets to borrow from Jordan Peterson in my best, worst impersonation. It's very complicated. It's a very complicated situation. <laughs> it's pretty bad. That's pretty bad. Not my best one. <laughs> um, but no, it does It does get very complex um, because there are multiple levels and layers that we're looking at here. Um, and when we think about this, when we think about <laughs> you know, just speaking to another person. Let's say I'm talking to someone up, up here, and there's communication breakdown all the time. I would. This has no basis in any kind of fact. This is just my own personal belief and my thought right now. When we talk to someone, the best that we can, we're still not understanding or communicating to someone 100% perfectly. No, not everyone is going to receive what we were telling them. fully what we mean. And the reason for that is because there's a lot of um, knowledge or experience that isn't the same. It's not there. And so part of what you're saying, a lot of what we say does come from those things. comes from prior knowledge, your perspective, your worldview, all those things are filtered into how we communicate and the words that we say. And other people have their own unique perspectives, worldviews, experiences, knowledge, and they're interpreting what we're, what they're hearing through that lens. And so there's always going to be a disconnect. Now take that <laughs> and expand it to something that is so much greater than us that it created us. <laughs> and we're going to assume, we're just going to be like, yeah, I understand him perfectly. It's like, no, we don't <laughs> because we're not that smart. <laughs> and it, it is funny and i think that's where it gets kind of kind of curious sometimes kind of funny the fact that scripture we say is inspired by god but written by men um <clears throat> because it took it took filtering this information through the spirit into other people for us to kind of get it <laughs> because if we heard it directly from god we'd be like i i think i'm following <laughs> um and so with that is like I'm kind of going on a little bit of a tangent here. There is like this whole, um, the more we spend time with God in prayer, in scripture, in just communication with him, the the better we understand him. Um, I, I think about this. Uh, I, <laughs> I've been getting into some battles recently with people about this, <laughs> about the idea of, I love I love the story of Pinocchio. Uh, and in particular, I'm talking about the, the Disney one. The original book is whack, I will say. It's crazy town. Um, But I I was talking to someone, but what what I, that really had no bearing on this point. But um, what I love about the the Disney story of Pinocchio is we look at this dynamic between Pinocchio and Jiminy Cricket, who plays his conscience. And we see how in the beginning, like, they do not communicate well. <laughs> Jiminy Cricket is like trying to like, hey, you shouldn't do this. And Pinocchio is like, okay, uh, I'll just do it, I guess. Uh, anyway, <laughs> and it takes over the course of this movie, we see them like communicating better and understanding one another. And he learns to start. Pinocchio learns to start relying on Jiminy Cricket for help and for guidance. And we see that kind of continue. <clears throat> You might fight me on that, but it's still a great point. Um, <laughs> and that's what can happen with us when we look at our I, our concept of God. Is the more time you spend with Him, the more you will those things 
the I, I think the easier and the better we'll, we can understand those things. Um, hopefully that makes sense. <laughs> um, oh, I do have a quote here for a, from A.W. A. Tozer, the Tozy boy. All the problems of heaven and earth, though they were to confront us together and at once, would be nothing compared with the overwhelming problem of God, that he is what he is like, and what we are moral, and what we as moral beings must do about him. Sorry, there's a little typo there. And so that's kind of the, that's kind of the the full scope of this. Hopefully, you're following through on my tangents and my side points. I wrote this in a way more focused state. <laughs> so it's no wonder when we look at that that we're so stressed and anxious out. <laughs> we're so stressed and anxious out here. Um, we have not properly wrestled with this idea and this concept of just like who, what, when, where is God? <laughs> um, and so to continue that thought with Tozer, um, this is from his book, The Knowledge of the Holy. Totally recommend it. I'm, that's actually one of the resources that I'm using to kind of, as I go through this study um, with you guys and kind of breaking down these points the best that I possibly can. Um, the basis for bad theology or worldview starts with a wrong answer to the question, what is God like? And that's where we have <laughs> cue every denomination. <laughs> Um, and the, I think that's at, that's at the heart of a lot of things. There are, there are some things that are unimportant. I'll say it that way. I'm not going to list examples because that might make people mad. <laughs> that's what I'm about here. That's what I'm about. But there are things that are like, for the most part, unimportant. Not like they're like frivolous because they are important to some people, which is why they've created a denomination because of that one thing sometimes. Um, but uh, there are like those major things, and this is where we see breakdowns with, uh, in disconnections and outrage sometimes from certain people, when it's like, our 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 idea of what is God like is so different, um, that that's what causes a disconnect. And so I think breaking it down to this concept of okay, so let's forget what you think God's like. What is God like? <laughs> that's easier said than answered. I will tell you that right now. Um, so A.W. Tozer continues with this. Um, we tend by a secret law of the soul to move toward our mental image of God. So what comes to mind when you think about God? And does this differ from what God tells us about himself? So again, this is where things are comp very complicated. <laughs> I'm going to do that a lot, just so you know. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's something that I will say that I don't tend to always think about or always consider sometimes. And it's such an important foundational question when we think about when when we think about the idea, the concept of who is God, um even as like the being, as the savior, who is he? What is God like? That's a hard question to answer, and we're all going to, I think, and this is what's kind of beautiful about it, is that because of how vast and, and infinite he is, we um, we answer that question differently, and sometimes we answer just because we know different things about him, or there's different things that are emphasized in our life because of who we are and what we need and what he has done for us. And sometimes it's because we don't really know him. And that's where we need to consider that when we when we think of when someone's when we answer that question of what is God like to us, and then what does God say about himself? Is there a disconnect? Is there a difference? And like my favorite thing to say, truth is truth is truth. If it's true, it'll always be true. And so that's the same for God. If I have an idea that, oh, God loves this, but he's like, yeah, actually, no. Um, well, I'm wrong. <laughs> Let's just say that. <laughs> and I'm not always quick to admit I'm wrong. I like being right. If anyone knows me personally, <laughs> I love being right. Um, I'm not always right. I'm not often right. But when I am, <laughs> I love it. 
<laughs> but we have to be quick when it comes to God, especially when he's telling us that sometimes that we're we didn't we didn't get it right. We have to say, okay, cool. You know, it's funny. Um, we think about that on a on a on a smaller level of just our friends. Like, how many times have you thought something about somebody? Like, oh, this person is like this. This person likes. Uh, say this person loves dancing, and then you're like, yeah. So you want to go dancing? I know you love that. I'm like, I hate dancing. Like, no, you don't. <laughs> You're not going to argue with the person about what they like and don't like. <laughs> Sometimes people change their mind. That's where we're different from God. Um, but I like to think about it in that way. It's like if the source is telling me that I don't have it right, probably don't have it right. <laughs> Sorry to be the bearer of bad news. <laughs> um, yeah, and so our discussions, when we talk to people, when we have these um can come to a sudden halt when we defend our idea of God beyond who God actually is. Um, and so I have to ask, is your idea of God based on who he is and who he says he is or who you want him to be? That's a big question that really hits me. <laughs> That's a tough one. Because there's a lot of times, you know, there's always that, um, that like cliche example, you know, like he's not a genie and we're like, yeah, cool. But then we're like, yeah, I don't think he's a genie. Uh, God, please do this. Um, because I like it. <laughs> um, you know, it's, it's, we kind of do it with extra steps sometimes. Um, and what we've done is we've created him a, com- we've created him to be in our minds, this mental image of the, like the yes man. He's just like, yeah, he'll do it because I, I want it. And that's not who God is. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know where I'm, where I'm, else I'm going with that one. <laughs> I'll come back to it. I'll come back to it. Maybe the whiskey's hitting now. It is good. I'm getting those apple flavors. Um, and so with this, this kind of bothers me. Not the apple flavors. The idea of, <laughs> is my idea of God based on who he is or who I want him to be? Um, because I don't know about you. I'll say the shocking thing. <laughs> I don't often like who God is at first. I know, that's terrible. Cue the lightning strike. <laughs> that's a, that's the tipsy part of this theology. <laughs> Being real open and honest. Honestly, yeah. I, I really don't. Sometimes that that's what I struggle with is because sometimes it's not it doesn't seem wonderful from my perspective um, because it's different than what I want and I have to ask myself we have to ask ourselves this question like is what we want is what I want always righteous and right uh, the answer is that for me is no. <laughs> What I what I want, what I like, is not always righteous. It's not always right. And most of the time, what I personally want probably isn't. <laughs> and it's different than who God is. And so when we when we turn when tur- when you turn that around, we realize that there is the perspective that we could be coming from that is from our selfish internal being and not who not it's not reflective of who God really is. Um it turns out that believing and trusting who God is rather than who I want him to be is far better and much more beautiful. Um yeah. I can say that it's like the it's like the bratty spoiled child where um I want my parents to be something. I want them to do something for me and they say no. I'm like, yeah, I don't really like that. I don't really like you. <laughs> and then it turns out, oh, yeah, you guys are right. <laughs> and there's that perspective switch when you get a bigger picture. And so we have to. I have to ask that. This is going off a little little note here. That's what I do. I go. I go on tangents here. Um, when we look at that, what is that perspective? And. I think a lot of times we can ignore that because maybe sometimes we just don't know that it exists. 
we think we're thinking from the godly perspective and we don't we don't look at that other side that's a big thing for us for me <laughs> for us all to consider when it comes to these ideas um so the question how do we think rightly about god so like job one of my favorites you know my boy job <laughs> i think the best way uh to work through the idea of god and who he is is with god that's what i said earlier when we think about the Pinocchio example of our of communicating with our conscience, uh, that's our that's the Holy Spirit. That's what He's here for. That's what He does, and we need to wrestle with that and ask those questions, learn to communicate, learn to listen, um, and then we will better understand and wrestle with those ideas. You know, I I'll give you a personal example of recently. Um, I was going through. Some tough times where it was funny just because of who I am. Um, I often have these mental blocks, uh, like emotional mental blocks, where my brain tries to defend itself or protect itself. That's not defend itself, protect itself. Um, both probably work. And from these emotional feelings. And so it just kind of like shuts it off. And it makes me very mad sometimes because it's like, I want to work through this and I want to understand what it is. <laughs> and I remember sitting out on the porch, on the front porch for at least an hour and a half. Just there, I remember I had my pipe with me because that helps me think sometimes. Um, just kind of helps like give my body something to do while my brain can work. And I sat there for an hour and a half just being like, I don't know why I'm sad. <laughs> I don't know if you guys ever had those moments before. I get them. And it's just like, I don't know why I, d- I feel terrible, <laughs> but I do. <laughs> and I don't want to feel terrible. And so what it actually, what it, what it ended up me doing, what I ended up doing was just getting in the car and driving, leaving my phone at home. So I was like, all right, no one's going to hear me. <laughs> no one's around. It's just me and my car and God. <laughs> and I remember just sitting in my car screaming. It actually took me a minute. It was kind of funny. Um, cause I was like, ah, someone's going to hear me just <laughs> whine <laughs> and yell. I was like, no one's here. <laughs> I don't have a phone. No one can hear me. And I remember just sitting in my car, just screaming. And it was through that. I remember telling <laughs> in my prayer, I was like, God, you're going to have to yell at me <laughs> cause I'm not getting it. <laughs> and, uh, he did, he yelled <laughs> and it was loud and clear. And I remember on the way back, it was like, that was such a beautiful moment for me. It was just like. Sometimes I'm in the midst of this wrestling and I was like, I don't know what to do. I'm stuck. And I was just like, I'm going to wrestle with God about this. And it showed me this whole perspective that I didn't have before of of who God is. Uh, It was beautiful. It was a beautiful moment. That's something that I will cherish. Um, I think about it often. It was a good time. (laughs) and uh in the mere idea of believing that there is something beyond you seems to say that there is nothing within you to find the answers within yourself i hope that made sense um yeah it it kind of it, it's it, that's to what i was saying um way earlier as well i'm repeating myself a little bit so that might be a good thing um for me <laughs> For all of us, hopefully. Um, yeah, there is that idea of when we when we believe that there is something higher than us, something greater than us, it, it does seem to say that I am not capable of ha- finding the answers within myself. I need to go outside of myself. And that's why when, you know, when you want to, when you want to learn, um, when you want to get to know someone better, like get to know a new friend or something like that. It's like you <laughs> sitting at home by yourself is not going to help you get to know that person. I'll even say in a lot of ways, I'm not going to take it away. Um, it's kind of, actually, this is kind of a fun little comparison. When we look at uh, now the stalker media, <laughs> we're all a bunch of little stalkers nowadays. I hope you guys know that. <laughs> Because when we want to learn about someone, first thing we do is go to their Instagram page or their Facebook page and just see what they've done, what they've said. <laughs> We're like, oh, yeah, I'm learning about this person. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, you're learning one side of them. Um, and 
Someone might get mad at me for this. I, I say a lot of crazy things sometimes. I'll say that. Um, being in the Word is great. And I recommend it for anyone, even if you don't believe it's the Word of God. Um, that's a resource we have to learn about who God is. Um, and so I think that's a... That is, that is one way. That's like the, that's the Instagram approach. <laughs> it's like you're learning this this idea of so, of who someone is. Um, but then also you can get such a rich idea of who this person is um, by talking to them. <laughs> it's like there's so many times when I think I know someone because of you know let's say I'm looking at their Instagram, I'm I'm reading scripture, and then I pray about it. I'm like, oh, I totally misinterpreted that. And I look at the same thing now. It what's it, what's it, I'm trying to think of a good example. Like I saw, I see a photo of somebody, and I'm like, oh, they must be like this. And then I get to know them. It's like, oh, actually, no. <laughs> it's not that the photo's wrong. It's just my interpretation of the photo was wrong. Um, and I think that's the same way with scripture. Sometimes, when we read it, we're not fully grasping it. We're getting it from one side. Then when we pray to God about it, we speak with God. We go in community with God, we realize like, oh, there's a whole other side of this that I completely missed. And that's that's what's so beautiful and, and enriches our idea and our, our love for who God is and what he has done. Um, but yeah, so all that to say, we got to go outside of ourselves because I don't have the answers inside of me. You don't have the answers inside of you. <laughs> so let's get outside of ourselves. Sorry, we all got to be a little extroverted. <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's look at what does God say about himself and I think isn't it fitting that God's name the one he, he gave himself in Exodus 3 14 Exodus 3 14 is I am who I am or more likely known as Yahweh as you know at least that's the most I don't know there's a whole scholarly thing about it <laughs> Yahweh that's the one we got that's the one <laughs> um God is unchanging and he will be who he is. Um, he always has been who he is, and he always will be who he is. I think that's really cool. So God, God's being does not change with time or because of our opinions of him. He is who he is. So with that, who are we? Uh, who are less? Who are the lesser to tell the greater um, who he is or who he should be? Um, so I've got Acts 17, 24 through 28 pulled up here as well. I got some scripture for you guys. Sorry, those scripture haters. <laughs> you got to listen to me read. <laughs> so uh, the God who made the world and everything in it, being Lord of heaven and earth, does not live in temples made by man, nor is, nor is he served by human hands as though he needed anything, since he himself gives to all mankind life and breath and everything. And he made from one man every nation of mankind to live on all the face of the earth, having determined allotted periods in the boundaries of their dwelling place, that they should seek God and perhaps feel uh, their way toward him and find him. Yet he is actually not far from each one of you, for in him we, in him we live and move and have our being, as even some of, our, of our own, your own poets have said, for we are indeed his offspring. I just think that's, I think that's really cool. I love that. <laughs> yeah, where we look at just that this creator who created everything, including us, it's like, yes, of course. As the as Paul says, they're poets. <laughs> I, I don't remember, I should remember who this is. I don't remember off the top of my head right now. I'm so sorry. Um, who he's talking to, their own poets said, for... Yeah, we are indeed his offspring. Oh, and we look at that and just the unchanging side of God. And this is what's so great. It's like you talk about a standard. <laughs> you talk about a, a, a line in the sand where my opinion, my thought of who God is, your opinion, your thought of who God is, does not change who he is. Um. And I think that's so cool. This is where it breaks down in the friend example I brought up because sometimes our opinions do change other people. What I think about someone eventually can affect that person 
and change, in a sense, who they are or change some of their habits. Whereas that's not the same with who God is. <laughs> what I what I think about him has no bearing or any weight in changing his personality and changing who he is. Uh, it's you know, and yeah, those attributes of him they're unchanging because as God calls himself, <laughs> I am who I am. I think that is so powerful. Um, so there are a lot of attributes of God that he is that he has given us. When we look through scripture and we break those out, um, people much smarter than me have, have categorized them, which thank you, Lord, for that. <laughs> so um, from our human understanding, these are the frameworks that we can look at to know even just a little bit of who he is. So in some of those that we have are the ones that we do have. Um, and, you know, I think it's so cool. So I'm breaking off again here on the little rant side is that this is what we have extracted <laughs> from what we can understand in our own finite human understanding. But these don't encompass the scope of who he is. And that's what's so cool. <laughs> that's what I think is so cool. Because, like, there's a lot here. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, twelve. There's twelve. I counted twelve. You heard me do it. <laughs> I might have counted wrong. We're going with twelve. Um, and even that doesn't capture the full idea of who he, who God is. And even inside of that, even if we want to just focus on one of those things, this kind of frustrates me a little bit, I will say, because I like to know. I want to know. <laughs> I want to have like a full understanding, be like, yep, done, Can continue. I'm a completionist in that way. Um, even if someone spent their entire life studying one aspect, one attribute of God, they would still never, f still never have the full scope of, or even just like a summary of how 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 vast that attribute is, how powerful that attribute is. That's just what's so amazing to me. So continuing here. Um, so God is omnipotent, omnipresent, omniscient, sovereign, holy, righteous, just, love, merciful, faithful, truth, and unchanging. Um, so here's another problem. <laughs> like I said, there are depths to these attributes that we can never fully understand. If we could, God would be boring. Um, and you think about that. It's like if we fully understood who God is, he really wouldn't be a higher power. He would be a lesser power. Um, and that's, yeah, when we think about those things that are kind of beyond us, like we can never fully understand them. There's always a thing that's different, that's changing, that we, not changing. There's a thing that's always like, I think about music. Um, cause I'm a musician for those of you who don't know and music <laughs> for me at least is just unending. Um, however long we have been creating and innovating music, we have never run out of ways to create something new. There's always something unique, something new. Uh, there's, it, yeah, it just seems like it's an endless, endless way. And that's what's so amazing about that. Um, but taking something as common as music and seeing it, seemingly endlessness <laughs> the endlessness of it um how can we think god be any less than that we'll never fully get it because god is that much bigger so the journey of theology the study of god starts with an understanding of knowing that this is an eternal journey <laughs> we will never discover the depths of who he is yeah, we can't even understand one attribute fully. How can we begin to start with any, like, be like, oh, yeah, I got them all. I got them all done. <laughs> Look at me. <laughs> like, no, nah, that's never going to happen. When we think about that, just in the scope and the idea of eternity, I will still have questions. <laughs> I'm a question guy. <laughs> I like asking questions. I got a lot of them. And uh, <laughs> hopefully we can add patience to God's attribute <laughs> there. Because <laughs> uh, I got a lot of questions, and knowing more, I'm probably just breed more questions. <laughs> so that said, with all that said, that is the God problem. 
as I've outlined it here, that um, th- this is what we're going to, uh, uh, sorry, this is what we're going to be doing here. I was like, what is that sentence that I wrote? <laughs> so continuing this path of laying the foundation, starting with the attributes of God and try and just get a glimpse of who he is. And I said, I'm not, I'm not perfect. And I have biases, bias eye. Shocker. <laughs> Shocker. <laughs> I, I got, I got my own ideas. Uh, but tipsy theology, tipsy, blah, 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 tipsy, tipsy theology <laughs> would not be what it is if you just heard from one side or from one person. Truth is not malleable, but there are perspectives that others can bring that I, we, sometimes miss. So I'm going to attempt these as best as I can. Uh, and bring, and I'm going to, I'm going to work as hard as I can too, to bring others in to discuss these ideas more as well, because even for me, it's like, there's only so much that I can, um, that I think about when I go through these, there's only so many questions that I have, um, and things that just didn't come to mind at first, but then I hear someone else and they, they bring up something that's like, oh, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> like that's, that's brilliant. Um, and just a perspective and understanding that I'm can I can be missing, um, and so I want I want us all to experience that, and even challenge. That's the other part of it too, because I remember I brought up earlier. It's like this is where some of these breakdowns happen when we when we're talking about an idea of who is God, what is God like. Some people think differently about that than I do. I think differently about that than probably probably some of you do as well, um, and. That's where we wanna we wanna discuss because there are some things it's like maybe there's not a disconnect it's just you know different terminology <laughs> or a different perspective, um, but again truth is not malleable truth is truth is truth you're gonna hear me say that a lot. <laughs> also, it's complicated. <laughs> that was the worst one yet. <laughs> um, and for those again for those years just the boring basics. Um, yeah, for those that aren't planning to listen beyond this because they're just boring basics, exactly. They're the basics. Ignoring the basics, I believe, is what has gotten us to where we are today and what we have seen in the past. When we betray who God is for who we think he should be, we go down a dangerous path and find ourselves um, somewhere we thought we'd never end up. I want to love God well, by continuing to learn who God is and approaching any future topics with a right idea as best as I humanly possibly can, a right idea of who God is. So I hope you join me as we continue going forward. And I'll talk to you hopefully sooner rather than later. <laughs>